Hello and welcome to a sporting discussion, talking sports of all sorts, live across the universe from ASD Cloud Stadium, the the, the newly named ASD Cloud Stadium. My name's AJ Mithen, back again, joined by the wonderful Andrew Donaldson. Andrew, how are you? Welcome back. I'm on the cloud, baby. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. <laughs> Do you know why I'm feeling great, AJ? Is it, is it because of your significant changes that you made in your life that have meant to led to you leaving, leaning what? You lost 25-odd kilos, 30? Oh, yeah, about, you can tell about, You can tell about, the world. Come on, about, be proud. Yeah, I know, 35. I'll, 35? That's incredible. Yeah. Well, well, look, I, well did, I, 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 certainly, I certainly leaned into um, – lockdown lifestyle in 2020 <laughs> and would have stacked on 10 there so yeah i just had to i got rid of that and uh, and a few of its friends so i know oh, feeling yeah. good but that's, that's not why i'm feeling good aj why i'm feeling good hmm. is because i've been scrolling through twitter today <laughs> and yesterday yes. looking at how excited various sporting fans are getting uh, in, the, in this instance, AFL fans over the performance of their team in practice matches. It That's is right. awesome. It's it trial season, so baby. Fun. When every young player is the next, the next icon of the sport, when every team is a premiership chance, when everything is. Uh, what were, what were some of your favourites? What were some of your favourites? Well, so we've gone from training the house down to, to now people putting their name up in lights. So mm. Jason Horn Francis, who was the number one draft pick, went to North Melbourne. He had an elite showing today, <laughs> which was, was what good does to that, know. What does that consist of? Because the team he was playing in lost by quite a deal. Not that that matters in trial games. Results don't matter. Wow. What's, what's the Drew Carey where the, where the scores don't matter? And uh, oh, The points are made up and the scores don't the matter. points are made up and the scores don't matter. That's right, yes. So... <laughs> I, I want. To, I actually did want to get to that. So let, let's put a let's put a pin in that and come back oh, to it because I, I love it when you talk corporate. Yeah, because <laughs> I think there is something to what you said, but also I I, I don't necessarily agree a hundred percent. But okay. uh, yesterday, oh, Essendon were playing, and Dylan <laughs> Shield, Dylan Shield, who had a stinker of a season last year with injury, he had twenty centre bounce attendances. AJ, the equal <laughs> most of anyone in his team. <laughs> 20 attendances. attendances. Is that a thing now? Is that a thing now? Wow. It's a massive wow. thing. Do you know why? Do you know why it's a big thing? And this is where I think That's a crazy. lot of Yeah, where I think a lot of the interest comes from is fantasy football. Uh, People yeah, want to know yeah. who who's starting to who, who's got to move to be a halfback flanker. So in a position where they might get more points, who takes the kickouts and the big one who mm. attends centre bounces? But AJ, that does again, not it's trials. They're in tr- the trial games. That stuff's not going to be happening in real life. Oh no, but it will though. They it, they'll, they'll they're oh. trying things. They're not just they're not just out I there do, getting some some extra do, miles I, in their legs. I do do love to attend a good centre bounce. Well, what they're trying is going. Okay, we've practiced all preseason. And now mm. it is time to put a few strategies in place. So Carlton and St Kilda played today and it was a close game. And mm. towards the end of the game, the teams, like, I think Carlton, it was in front. They did put numbers behind the ball. So they were, they oh, were trialing things. You can have as many um, two minutes on the clock training sessions as you want and pretend that you're a goal up. But... <laughs> Until you're actually a goal up and there's two minutes left. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a little bit to it. But, yeah, I've got to say, though, I was watching some of it. I I did (laughs) flip over and I watched a a quarter of the Carlton St Kilda game and a quarter Mm. of the Melbourne North Melbourne game. But, geez, there was a lot more people at those games than I thought there would be. (laughs) Yeah, heaps, wasn't it? Heaps, heaps, heaps. This is AFL we're talking, but... NRL uh, rugby league trials also started um, last weekend, um, and yeah, some decent crowds there as well, which is good because they've and they've just announced in Victoria that the mm. AFL will be will be allowed to have one hundred 
100% crowd crowds in the stadiums um, until the next until the next version or until we get nuked or whatever. This, and, what until the, what until, is happening in the world at the moment, Andrew? Until yeah, until the next Goodness. bedwetting. Until the next bedwetting by someone. <laughs> That's uh, it. <laughs> oh my goodness! There's yeah, so much different that, stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not across my geopolitical uh, issues to. Well, why don't why don't we use about that? Why don't we use that as a, a thing where I can do a little bit of a spruik for us here at a, a sporting discussion? Uh, we are live on a sporting discussion. Uh, dot com on our YouTube channel. I won't give you the URL because it's just it's like a Russian bot um, Twitter handle. There's a lot of numbers and a couple of letters. Um, we are live on at ASD underscore radio on Twitter. Now, if you're watching on Twitter, unfortunately, we can't see your comments down the bottom. So if you want to do a comment, do a reply to the um, to the live broadcast. If you could, Dan Jarvis has already done that. He wants me to predict when the Major League Baseball lockout will end. We will get to that a little bit later, Dan. Um, I'm pessimistic but I'm positively pessimistic if that makes sense. But anyway, uh, so follow us there at ASD underscore Twitter or facebook.com slash a sporting discussion if you're watching us there too. If you're listening to the audio uh, show, thank you. That's great. Um, make sure you get in touch with us. Give us a touch. Give us, Leave an audio message. We put the link up every now and again, but we, we don't do well unless we've got people asking questions and wanting to talk to us and wanting to get stuck in, which has happened a little bit over the last little week. And, we, uh, yeah. we love questions. We love, we love questions. We love questions. We love rants. We love all of it. So at ASD underscore radio, facebook.com slash a sporting discussion, wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening to the audio here, if you haven't subscribed, give it a whack, give it a subscribe. And uh, also tell your friends, tell your friends, give us a review and uh, let's keep it rolling on. We've had a good good time. We, we, we found out, we, we started this in 2016. Did you know that? So that is... Five and a half years, six years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crikey. Does, does it feel like that long? I've grown a beard in that time. But. <laughs> uh, no, no. Six years is a long time. I've got to say, though, AJ, the last two years have felt like a month and a decade all in one. So yeah, that's true. Lockdown, who knows? You were talking about, um, yeah, lockdowns having a crack at the weight there. But lockdown two in Melbourne got me. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever people needed to do to get through <laughs> lockdowns is... I went from being long, a couch, couch potato to a couch pumpkin. <laughs> as, long, as long as you got through the other side, that's all, that's all that matters. Yeah, that's I, true. I want to I touch a little bit more on, on the concept of trial games and more to the point, preparation. So we've seen, let's go from, because we were talk, just talking about the AFL, it previously had a preseason competition that was a night competition. And I think actually before mm. that, the night competition was run during the season as mm. well. And up until about the early to mid-90s, it was hotly contested. And mm. then there, there was... was of, there was lots of cash on the line to make it hotly contested. Yes. So teams, yeah. teams, that were, teams that were battling, your St Kilda's and your Carlton's at the time, um, North Melbourne in particular, um, were really going hard to try and win that money at the start of the year because they knew they weren't going to be making finals or if they did make finals, they weren't going to be making big fat stacks of cash throughout the year. So the pre-season competition was their way to kind of fund the end of season trip and a few staff members during the year, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. And and I think it might have been the 1997 Wizard Cup that St Kilda won where there's that picture of Grant Thomas and Lenny Hayes holding up the Premiership <laughs> Cup with no smile. Grant Thomas said, no, we don't show that mm. we're happy here because you know, we're only happy if we we're win all business. the, the yeah. real stuff. And so, hey, fair enough. But that was the start of the end. And I think the final nail, because there were a lot of coaches saying, we don't really want it to be a full-on competition. We want to have practice matches. We want to have intense trials against other teams. Mm. When Paul Ruse started taking players off, off the ground so that he had less than 18 players on the field because he didn't <laughs> want to win a game. Uh, that, Wasn't it? Yeah. Paul Ruse, I think was, we've, we've spoken about this before. I think he coached, coached for the better part of 10, 15 years and would have won less than a palmful of uh, oh, yeah. preseason games. Did not I care. He, yeah. Did not care for yeah. them. Yeah. So the, the, the NRL preseason, is that run in a similar way? Is that a... 
a, a competition no, or just NRL, trial matches? NRL trials are just that, trial matches. And some teams treat them with disregard and comedic contempt. Others take them quite seriously because they need to straighten up or learn the new rules properly or get fitness into a whole bunch of different people. Um, but it was interesting watching the watching the reactions to the NRL trial games was so funny because NRL media tends to just be bananas about everything. So, say, the Raiders game, for example, they've got a young fellow, Xavier Savage, who's playing fullback and did quite well in the trial. He's not um, the... Uh, it's Chance Nickel Klukstar, who is the incumbent. He's not being knocked out of fullback at all. But one decent game against the Roosters, and it was the Roosters playing 19 senior football debutants. Um, and all of a sudden, the discussion during the week was, oh, wow, I wonder if they're going to give the fullback position to Savage and get rid of CNK or put him in another position. And it's just not happening. But um, yeah. it also, and then it brought up, oh, lots of people went to the, trial game on a Monday night, why aren't we playing Monday night football during the year? You know, all sorts of just insipid rubbish takes um, like that that come from the NRL and um, came quite came out of the came out of the trials. It's, and setting aside the fans and how excited they get and um, you know there's 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 so much there's too much put on the performances and the results depending on what's going. Because remember, the NRL season so like 25 weeks plus finals. So mm. there's a hell of a long way to go. And who knows what's going to happen with Rona and who knows what's going to happen with Vlandy's changing the rules or doing something like that. So, yeah, but I love I love a good overreaction to a, to a preseason game. And we've got a potential overreaction coming up this weekend as well. So... The Super Netball comp kicks off in a couple of weeks, but we've got the it's the what's it called the the team girls the team comp. girls yeah yeah which is their preseason comp which is three days and it's a, a round robin they've they've got shorter quarters so ten minute quarters and I'm looking forward to yeah to the, to the overreactions there <laughs> of various teams and, and again look some there's already been a few players that have been announced as as not playing. I, I do wonder yeah, with and it doesn't the, matter. No, <laughs> no. So, I, 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 yeah, I'm always curious, especially the last couple of years where there's been such interruption to the, the seasons, whether, whether that's been taken into account with all of the training that the clubs are doing, if they're trying to make sure that the players are, have got some sort of regularity in their their training or if they're trying to mimic a completely buggered up season and going okay we're going to have three days in a row of hard training and then two days off and then have a hard session and then not I don't think they would but it was just a thought that popped into my mind as to whether it was in the the interests of the club to start training for that variety of, or that, that volatility in mm. And because we've already seen it, we've seen it in the the A League, not just with COVID, but with the weather. So a couple of games in Southeast Queensland this weekend have been or are being pushed mm. back because so the Brisbane Raw and Melbourne Victory match uh, because yeah, of forecast twenty eighth, I think it is. Yeah. Mm, so heavy <clears throat> heavy rain and storms uh, have been in Southeast Queensland this week and are expected to continue so mm. they postponed it before melbourne was due to fly out of uh of well that's melbourne. helpful that's nice that's nice yes because <laughs> imagine that you're <laughs> on the you're on the plane and you get found they get told oh it's too there's too much of a storm to play but it's okay this plane's going to go through that storm and you'll be sweet you'll be all right yeah don't worry about it <laughs> we might stick with a league for a sec andrew um yes moving on from trial games um and don't forget, if you're watching on facebook.com slash the sporting discussion or at ASD underscore radio on Twitter, leave us a comment, have a chat, um, get in touch. We're keen to talk, keen to rouse. If you've got a rant, let it rip. Why not? Um, but, yes, Andrew, one thing that is rant worthy, the mm. A-League the A-League Channel 10 Paramount Plus deal. Uh, ah, which, yes. Which at the time was hailed as a – game changer for the local product because it's a lot of money, coverage of every game, 
uh, free to air and everything that comes with it um, and you know, injection of funding, all of that sort of thing. However, things have gone a little bit pear-shaped with the, the deal itself. The streaming, the streaming service is copying it, but any streaming service that does sport in Australia is going to cop it. Um, but there are some, there's some pretty fundamental stuff that you expect in sports streaming that you don't get with Paramount Plus for the A-League in that if you come into a game halfway through, you can't go back to the start and watch it from there. You have oh. to come in where you came in and watch it all the way through, um, notwithstanding technical issues and all that sort of thing. But the, what I want to talk about is the free-to-air aspect of it where referees were being instructed by a production crew to call drinks breaks so that they could run ads, and that would be around a 90-second, 90, 90 2 <clears throat> thing. And now, as a rule, uh, football, soccer has two 45-minute halves plus injury time, and they are usually shown uninterrupted. Um, mm. But the deal the, deal the A-League's um, men and women signed with Channel 10 and Paramount was that they would be able to have ad breaks during play. Now, the... Coaches in the leagues were t- tipped off about that before the season, but it wasn't apparent to fans until recently when a torrential – there was a game in torrential rain between I think it was Sydney and Brisbane or Sydney and someone um, – Sydney and Western United, and they still stopped to have a drinks break in the middle of a torrential downpour um, so that they could have ads. Now, there's also concerns right. that the, the video referee, the VAR system, is being abused to show more advertising as well. I think I, I'm not really – convinced on that because the VAR system breaks breaks to check the video are going for up to 10 minutes, Andrew, which is And, and they're still getting the decisions wrong. And they're still getting them wrong. It's absolutely Melbourne City insane. Against the, Melbourne City against the Mariners. Mariners, yeah. The other night. I, there, I actually just um, was looking then. The, the ref, Sean Evans, could actually be dumped from mm. uh, for, from the, oh, the upcoming hey, can I, I can give you I can give you some breaking news he has not he's going he's actually going to be refereeing the Melbourne Victory versus Sydney FC game the big bat the big blue you like right. this 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 is a quote from the uh, uh, APL chief Danny Townsend um, who is the head of the A leagues in Australia he had said he suggested an agreement had been reached with Channel 10 to not use drink breaks to run commercials. From the moment that started to play out, our commitment was to sit down with 10 and work out a solution to ensure that didn't happen again. After further conversations today, we had a mutual commitment. We won't be having those breaks in play, premeditated breaks in play. Absolutely ridiculous. But they're still saying that they will allow at least one break per live game for five as part of the five-year deal. Now, what baffles me about this is we see advertising in live sport all the time, whether it's a little inset with an ad underneath, whether it's even back in the 80s when the one-day cricket and the test matches were on, the, we used to get a scrolling ad along the bottom. Um, Torben's paint. You can, you know, you can pull the main picture out and put a picture in picture which has an ad. Um, this happens everywhere. Why wasn't that? Why aren't they using that? Why do they have to, uh, you know, mess with the product mm. to put ads in and all they're doing is pissing people off? Yeah. Pretty, I, I, have no, I have no answer. I know that the the Indian Premier League, the cricket tournament, they have a like yeah, a strategic timeout, which is clearly mm. used for for ads. But don't the doesn't the NFL also have a like a a broadcaster's timeout or something? Yeah, TV is timeouts that- and that's and there's also the the two minute warning. Which in the second, in the second and fourth quarters, when there's two minutes to go, the game stops. Right for no, but that's no known. real reason other than that's known. Yeah, other than so. So I think that's there. the, I think that's the the difference. Like that's yeah. known, and everyone goes baseball. All right, Major League TV Baseball has out. some baseball has some TV timeouts as well, but you yeah. don't have it when and referees speaking on the condition of anonymity were um, talking to the um, Channel 9 papers here saying that they didn't like trying to find somewhere to stop the game so that they could have commercial because it wrecks with the flow, it annoys yeah. the players, and the, and everyone blames the ref for doing it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's, well, just, it's so bizarre to me that they would – why would you buy that need, product yeah. and then try to do yeah. that? It, there's much – 
you can get so much more advertising in there if you're just going to roll it along using the technology available to you rather than forcing the play to stop and then yeah. rolling your ads over the top. Just dumb to me. Like, yeah, go to to the banana boat scoreboard. Yeah. And and just go, <laughs> oh, and you know, what, a, what a left peg by the, like, I don't even know, but blah, blah. <laughs> and if you want to, if you want to work on on your left peg, go down yeah. to the, the Maribyrnong Football Academy. Where left pegs are us, yeah. Yeah. It just says easy, easy stuff to do. Radio, radio is littered with it. Everything is sponsored or um, adver- there's advertisements everywhere. Everything, if you listen to an AFL game on SEN, for example, everything, like I'm holding a – Mr. and Mrs. Fish and Chips microphone, we're, we're about to start the second quarter, which, as you all know, is the sporting discussion quarter brought to you by a sporting discussion, you know, all of that crap, which um, is, you know, whatever. You've got to get, you got to pay the bills. You've got to get your cash. So yeah, I, the more I waste, the, the more, that... the, the better way to get to work ads in there. It's just so easy. And it's just, it's, uh, I think I could have mind boggling, mind boggling already. It just it makes no sense to me whatsoever why they chose to do that way and why, and more importantly, why the APLs agreed to it. Yeah, the, the 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 thing that gets me: why did they not announce it at the start of the year? Just say, make mm. a big deal of it. We are going to have a drinks break at the first break after twenty two minutes, mm. and it'll be an opportunity for the players to regroup, to receive uh, tactics from their coach. It'll also provide an opportunity for the broadcaster to to put in additional advertisements to support the funding. Just well, be upfront with it. You know what makes that interesting, though, is that FIFA doesn't let you do that. What they're doing is against the FIFA regulations for running a game, <laughs> of, for playing a game of football. So right, and also VAR as well, which is causing so much trouble and grief at the moment, is an optional thing that the A-Legs agreed to do as kind of a trial thing for FIFA and then just stuck with it. So they're under no obligation to keep it, but obviously the system isn't wrong. The person looking at the video screen is more often than not the one who's causing a problem because if yeah. this this one, this Evans one on Saturday night, was it? I can't remember when it was, but whenever it was, the, Vic, the um, City versus Mariners game, VAR doesn't get involved unless they. It's kind of a, a virtual. Are you sure about that? You know, yeah. they're not. They're not saying, "Hey, come and look at this," because you nailed it. They're saying you need to come and look at this, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and that's the big thing. It's, hey, ref, come and have a look at the TV mm. and reassess your decision. It's mm. not like in the cricket where it's third umpire. I want you to look at this and. Mm. On on that, I think that on both of those occasions, the VAR and also the the third umpire in the cricket, I think there needs to be people that are trained properly in that side of the game. Just because, let's go with the cricket example, just because you are a good on-field umpire, Hmm. that doesn't mean that you understand the technology that is used for (laughs) for hotspot or for, for snicko. And there's been a couple of instances recently and also over the past or any number of years where a decision's been made which hasn't seemed to line up with what we're seeing Mm. and whether that be there's a mark on a on a bat that's ignored or the Mm. the timing of a spike doesn't necessarily line up and the third umpire is awkwardly explaining about the delay in sound which yeah. someone who is trained in it would be able to say exactly why this spike is not exactly when the ball passes the glove, but it is when the ball, it does signify the ball hitting the glove. Hmm. So Adam Collins has been big on this for a number of years about the need for third umpires in, in cricket. And then I'll expand that to be television umpires across all sports hmm. to be trained in that. You don't have to be, the best on-field umpire. You need to be the best television umpire. Well, yeah. And also, um, it's an interesting one. NRL is the same with the video ref where there is a soft call or there is a decision made before it goes to the video and then the video is to decide you need the 
specific uh, what's it called? The there has to be no doubt that the decision was so, wrong. Yes. So Otherwise, you're, it can't be. Unless you, I've yeah. butchered. I've butchered that, but you all understand what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, in the NRL, they'll send something up as trial, no trial. They can't go. Can you just have a look at this and please tell me what happened? And right. Can you look at this and please tell me what happened? Is probably the best use of the technology rather than I think it's a try. Prove me wrong. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> completely, completely agree. So especially where the ref might just not be in the right position, and mm. the reason they're going upstairs is because there was a massive, like, sort of scrum almost of mm. players that have just fallen over over the line, and you know, ah, uh, the ball. They do there. that. They do that in union every now and again. Yeah, when the ball when, when there's a mega scrum over the try line. Um, often ref will pull it up and say, all right, we're just going to have a look here because I think he's got a try, but I need you to look because I've got no idea, basically. But they're also, like, referees (laughs) in rugby are a lot more pragmatic than in any other sport. It is the best refereed game (laughs) in the world. Uh, I just love how calm they are. They'll come for you after that. (laughs) Oh, no no dramas. They might get decisions wrong. It's also but helped in, by the uh, by the forced respect that's drilled into the players from when they are children. Um, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dear me. Hey, right. um, you so mentioned netball. About, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I did. You mentioned netball. The announcement yesterday that our good, very good friend of the show, Aaron Delahunty, was at the best uh, freelance netball journal in the world was at the Fox Netball launch yesterday because Fox Sports in Australia have taken the rights to the Super Netball uh, League. Uh, Going to be a five-year deal on Fox Sports and KO. Midweek shows, highlights shows, uh, marquee shows they're calling it. Centre Circle, a one-hour look at life on and off the court for star players uh, and showcase some star players. And then there's a, go, a show called Pivot, a one-hour live wrap-up that begins straight after the, game, the final game of a round on Sunday, where they'll talk about the uh, they'll talk about the round and everything that just happened. So that's really good. So you can watch the final game on the Sunday and sit in your chair and enjoy a wrap of the uh, wrap of the year. Every game is going to be available free on Ko Freebies, including the final series and the grand final, which is pretty good. Um, every game, every game. Uh, season oh, starts fine. on March 26 now. There was one thing I didn't mention in all of that, Andrew. What was it? You didn't mention. Yeah. I was going to say you, did, you didn't mention Netball Supercoach. Um, cash here. No, no there cash. has been there has been no announcement of actually how much Fox Sports are ponying up for this, and it's it's got to be it's uh, kind of Netball Netball folks love it love the coverage they love what's coming and they love everything that's coming up because Fox do a Fox do a pretty good, pretty good job of stuff. They get the right people and the experts to talk about it and that sort of thing. And if they're paying for something, they're really they're fully into it. And if they're not paying for something, it might as well not exist. Ask a Super Rugby yep. fan um, or an A League fan. Um, so they will go hard for their pro- to promote their own product. But what we don't know is we know it's five years, but the amount of money was undisclosed when it was okay. announced. The amount was the amount of money was undisclosed. However, it was said to be significantly larger than Channel 9's, uh, who had Channel 9's effort, who had the rights prior. How much did Channel 9 put in? That too was undisclosed. So we have, uh. so we have no idea how much money is being pumped into Aussie Netball at the moment through this broadcast deal, but it has to be a decent amount because the players are on Netball players in Australia are the best paid uh, female um athletes in the country, uh, setting aside, you know, your Sam Kerr's and all those people playing overseas. But, um, yes, so it's it's just curious, isn't it, that they would feel they didn't need to uh, sing from the rooftops about how much money their, their sport was worth in the eyes of the broadcaster. Yeah, that is – is it a big issue? Don't know. It, because, it can so be what, because you, you get your credibility – this is not just netball we're talking about. Your sport gets your credibility from your broadcast deal, and that's your you know that's your value basically in the market. 
So yes. I don't I yeah. don't understand why it would be undisclosed. Um, you know, having never gone into a sporting uh, broadcast rights deal before, but I would have thought Netball Australia should be just um, blasting it across the universe about how much they got. But, how much? Yeah. yeah. So uh, whilst you're um, – uh, okay, okay, sorry. I I didn't – I don't think I'd quite – Understood what you were talking about with the uh, the broadcast, and because it, I was trying to think of what I re- recalled from I think December when it was announced. Like, there's a difference between KO and KO freebies. So every game on KO, but the tu- Tuesday and Sunday games are the KO freebie games, or at least that was the in- original announcement. And then the finals and grand finals streaming on freebies as well. So if your team happens to play a lot of Tuesday and Sunday games, then then that's good. But if they if they don't necessarily have the Sunday or the Tuesday game, then you still might not see them. I know that the the Queensland Firebirds get a good run on that, so they've got. Yeah, you're, around- you're right. I've, I've, I misread that, but it only says every Sunday game. It doesn't say Sundays and Tuesdays. It just says every Sunday ah, okay. game will be, will be on the freebies. So I think the Tuesday one is. So when the initial announcement came out, it was because um, I had a look, and yeah, the, I think the Queensland Firebirds get the best run in the first half of the season because they'll mm. have a Sunday game on round one round three, round five, and round six, and a Tuesday game on round four, which means five of their first six matches will be shown on freebies, mm. which is great for them. And obviously there's other clubs will have a, a decent amount, but I think they get the best deal there, which will be very good for for them. But mm. it's going to be a I'm, – I'm fascinated to see – how many people download KO freebies? Because I was talking to my sister who doesn't have the KO and mm. there was, I think, a maybe a, a cricket match or there was something on KO freebies that was not on free-to-air and she was talking about it and that her my, my nephew wanted mm. to watch it. But when I said it was on KO freebies, she just went, oh, no, nah, too hard. So yeah, you just—it's not a separate app. You just download Ko, and it's one of the options. But anyway, we're not here. Like, yes. like we say every time, Andrew, we don't talk about something unless they're going to pay us, and Ko is definitely not paying us. So, shall we move on away from the uh, undisclosed netball uh, broadcast deal? Or have you got something else you want to chuck in? No. So you, we, before we went to netball, you, we talked about um, the rugby and the the poor behaviour being stamped out in rugby very early with the, the relationship between the referees and and the players. And I wanted mm. to talk about poor behaviour. I wanted to talk about poor behaviour yeah. on a tennis court. And Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, coolie, coolie. <laughs> Alexander Zverev. Zverev, yeah. What a Playing clown. in a doubles tournament. Uh, or the or there was a I'm not sure which I'm trying to find which actual tournament it was, but the um, the Acapulco tournament. He was playing in the singles and the doubles, and he lost his mind in the doubles. He mm. just during during the game there was a ball that was called out, and he was saying it was in, and he was swearing at the referee or the yeah, the really letting and, letting it fly with the f bombs at the umpire, which is rare. Normally, it's frickins and dang it's and all that, but he was absolutely letting rip with you're a dumb f, you stupid m f, you know, yeah, yep. wow. And Ooh. then he is went he one okay? step. Well, I was going to say, but then he went one step further, and as he was walking off the court, he with his racket just belted the umpire's chair and mm. you could see the chair umpire like pull his foot back go, and what's going yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. this is this is not funny right. thing is one of the one of the calls he with the call he was mfing about and all that his photos of it, it was in in by a mile and he's screaming that it's out it's yeah oh, but he's he's got form as a bit of a hothead um and i say i use hothead very generically because he was also accused of some pretty hefty things a few years back uh, regarding his partner at the time. 
Um, ah, yeah, yes. right. I've been before I say anything about what hap- what was accused, I've been trying to find out what happened, what what came of it, and all I can find is that alle- allegations of him against his former partner were investigated. And dot dot dot. I can't find anything else. Whether it was there or not, I can't. I can't find it. But no. Yes. So Ben, is it Ben Rothenberg has been following that up the last couple mm. of weeks to try to find what has has happened, yeah. and and there's been nothing. So that's yeah. You can you can make. He up doesn't. Your own he doesn't, he doesn't the, seem like a doesn't seem like a pleasant dude, does he? No, no. <laughs> but hey, look. He's put out a, a statement saying that he regretted his actions. Oh, uh, it's okay. difficult to put that's into okay. words. Yeah. It's difficult to put boys. into words how much I regret my behaviour during and after the doubles match yesterday. I've privately apologised to the chair umpire because my outburst towards him was wrong and unacceptable and I'm only disappointed in myself. It should not have happened. There's no excuse. I'd like to apologise to my fans, the tournament and the sport I love. You know what? Beat it. You're a yeah. wanker. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> um, the thing, I guess... I guess what's going to come of this, Andrew, is that is there a sport that panders to its players more than tennis? Because I think he will probably get well. Let's let's do a contrast. Nick Kyrgios, I think, received something like a sixteen-week suspension for throwing a racket and yelling and swearing. Um, this mm-hmm. is this is worlds apart from that, and oh, he yeah. should be, he should be expected to take a seat for at least a year for mine. You that. can't because attack the chair. You can't attack attack and, the, umpire. And the umpire's chair. Like it's, Never no. mind. I mean, he should have he should have copped a little bit for the he should cop a month or so for the mouth in the first place. But um, mm. he's the number. Oh, he's in the top ten in the world. I can't remember exactly which one he is. But and tennis is notorious for softly handling its players in the discipline area. Um, so I, it wouldn't surprise me if he gets like a token sort of thing. That um, means he's back. He's back within three to six months, and they'll think I that's some sort of big deal. I mean, I'd find the ass out of him, sit him down for a year, or say go away, come back when you've completed a whole bunch of stuff, and you can prove to us that you're not a dickhead anymore. So, I, <laughs> at I'd, the first, at the do, first sign of dickheadedness, you're gone. I'd do all of that. I would. Mm. I would say <laughs> you need anger management. You need a significant fine, and I'm thinking it's. I don't even know what significant is for the like world number three for tennis it, yeah. player. Like fifty grand or a hundred grand sounds like a lot, but is it? Not sure. But twelve months that's, out, that's a third of a first run of a first round exit at a Grand Slam, Andrew. Yeah, Zverev yeah. has Zverev is worth thirty million, thirty point three million dollars in prize money. He has won. Yeah, so it's got to be like the the money is going to be the less the least of his concerns. I think mm. banning him for like nine to twelve months is the right thing to mm. do, and also say, mate, it's you kind of go a, to quasi, a quasi a quasi fine as well, isn't it? Yes, kind of. You sit him for a year, he's going to miss you know five ten million in earnings, depending how he goes. Yeah, yeah well, he'll miss three majors. Mm. Uh, if they do till the end of this year, and all four if they do twelve months, so yeah. But just beat it, mate. It's no, nah, I can't, I can't have it. Uh, AJ, on to on to better things, but also slightly amusing things. Mm. The Women's Cricket World Cup. I just want to touch on something that has come out today. So that kicks off on the fourth of March. Australia's first game is on the fifth. And that is what's that in say a week and a week and a half's time. It kicks off Friday the fourth of March. Mm. It's in New Zealand. New Zealand is going through a <laughs> fair whack of COVID issues at the moment. They are under a what's called a red traffic system, which puts some restrictions on movements and large gatherings, including sporting events. They've got six thousand new cases, which is a new high for them but the ICC have said that teams might have to call or will be able to call on support staff as substitute fielders and matches could go ahead with just nine players available oh wow and the yeah yep. New Zealand's New Zealand's 
um, coronavirus stuff makes that highly likely for some teams. Yes. Yeah. So there's already been a couple wow, of players <laughs> that, have, that have tested positive. And one in, uh, it was either a New Zealand or Indian player because they missed out on the, the most mm. recent one day gatch that they're playing. And hopefully they'll be right for the start of the tournament. But yeah, so ICC said uh, female members of a team's support staff would be permitted to field, but not bat or bowl in the case of a significant COVID outbreak. Now, does, so How I think they, that. Why can't they bat? I don't know. Mm. Because oh, they're, 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 they're not part of the fifteen. Because they're not part of the fifteen. This is a global, squad. global global pandemic, New Zealand, and the ICC. <laughs> they're going to need. <laughs> so Shelley, Shelley, so Nitschke, gonna, does who, that mean? Sorry, does that mean they're going to send coronavirus-riddled players or quarantining players out there to bat, or they no, can no, come on and bowl? So no. they'll play with. So they'll play with nine and two nine specialist fielders. Nine can bat, nine can bowl. That's but, right, man. So, yeah, Australia it's has Shelly Nitschke. I didn't know, I didn't know about that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's the best. It's just, it's so dumb. Well, just have uh, it here. Get everyone on a plane and ship them over here. Yes. So, yeah. Shelly Nitschke uh, last played for Australia 10 years ago. She was in the uh, WBBL five years ago. She's part of Australia's coaching staff. So, you know, hopefully she's been keeping her fitness regime. Oh, up. You, you reckon they'll be pumping the reps into their support staff? <laughs> get, well, them in the, get them in the slips here, catch this, catch this, yes, catch this. <laughs> you'd, you'd hope that, yeah, a lot of the support staff are cricketers. And, oh, yeah. and they, they are in the, like, a couple of the, the Australian um, ones are. But I do know that there's been... There's been heaps of instances of a non-squad player coming on as a sub-fielder, particularly in overseas mm. tours. Yeah, that's yeah. a sub-fielder, and then the, the batter not, can still go, yeah. and it's not a bloody World Cup. World it's, Cup. <laughs> oh. That's ridiculous. So, look, hopefully this... That's comedic, comedic stuff, really. It is. Hopefully it doesn't come... Oh, you know it will. You know it will happen. You know it will happen. And now that oh, I know, is. now that I know it can happen, Andrew, I want it to happen. Yeah. <laughs> just for the chaos. <laughs> and the chaos you know the what? Chaos I, and the comedy, which is why we watch sport. And Shelly Nitschke to take an absolute <laughs> screamer to win a game. <laughs> that, do the, do a do a Gary Pratt running out, Ricky Ponting. Ricky Ponting, yeah. Gary Pratt, who's never seen or heard from again. Um, yeah. We're not far from wrapping up, Andrew. But just to come back to uh, Dan Jarvis's question before about the Major League Baseball. Oh, yes. Uh, CBA. You can see t- tonight's merch is a 1985 Chicago White Sox uh, jersey. Um, that means nothing to people listening, but you can Google it to see what it looks like. Um, <laughs> right now, the Base- owners... Baseball loves a lockout. Oh, if the best kind of sporting action, Andrew, is industrial action. And at the moment, the uh, the Major League's owners have locked the players and coaches and, well, everyone out of their facilities. It's been done, done for a couple of months. Um, what it really happen every second year. Well, they have, yeah, it's it's ridiculous the amount of crap. Remember in 94, the 94-95 season, if I remember correctly, was wiped out from a player strike. Um, but that was for significant... Uh, changes they were looking for to their bargaining agreement. This one is just kind of, it's the baseball being baseball. It's such technical stuff around years of service and when players can be activated and what minimum wage is and a whole bunch of other things because minimum wage in baseball is something like 570 grand, which is, sounds great. Sounds great to you and me, but you got to remember minor league players are coming off an, an annual salary of like eight grand if they're lucky. Um, yeah, the, okay. the best, the biggest payment at the moment is Max Scherzer, who's getting forty million dollars a season. Uh, so, minimum wage is five. Know. Minimum wage is five hundred grand, but that still lags behind the in the big four of US sports. Baseball is the is the least by a long way. So, there's a lot of stuff they need to sort out now. What happened during just today, today our time, was that the the MLB, let's call it the uh, 
what are they called? The the league, the owners, um, the admin mm-hmm. set a twenty eighth of twenty um, eighth of February deadline for a decision to be made. Here we go. I've, I've finally found it, so I'll stop padding awkwardly. A Major League Baseball spokes. This is uh, Evan Drellich on Twitter, who is a um, reporter, senior writer for the Athletic. A Major League Baseball spokesperson said tonight that if a deal is not in place by Feb twenty eight. Regular season games will be cancelled. Uh, player pay would not be recouped, nor would those games be rescheduled. The full statement is a deadline is a deadline. Missed games are missed games. Salary will not be paid for those games. So uh, spring training is supposed to start in the next little bit, which is usually a month-long a month long progress. Uh, I don't think either party really worries if they miss spring training, but opening day is supposed to be March 31. And that is the we are approaching the time where they can't get enough work in to be ready to go on opening day. So, give us a percentage. I actually think they'll get. I think they'll get something done. So you reckon one hundred percent they'll play on thirty one March? Um, probably sixty five. Okay. But that's, yeah, because this is such a debacle, the relationship between the league and the union and the players and the owners. Um, 65, and I don't say that like with a big smile on my face either. Um, yeah. I, w- I want them to be playing. Everyone wants them to be playing, but they're really, I worry about the long-term impacts of people going, well, you know what, you can all go get, you know, I don't care. Yeah. I'll go, well, I've got plenty of other things I can watch rather than this. Um, yeah. When they're, especially when they're, I mean, the, the big thing over in the States has been, oh, it's millionaires versus billionaires, but it's a little different to that because there's, um, like I said, the minimum wage is so low <clears throat> and minor league players get absolutely bugger all. And one of the things that the league was trying to do was squeeze the number of rosters, squeeze the number of players on a roster in a minor leagues or switch something else that meant that the owners didn't have to spend as much money on the minor leagues. Um Basically, the long and the short of it is the owners don't want to spend any more than they have to. And the gains that have come from the last agreement that the players are looking for are really, really quite if, – if I heard it really put really well by Josh Nelson, who's on the Socks Machine podcast, he said if the owners actually had a clue about the deal they were looking at from the players, they would sign it tomorrow because it's so low compared to what it actually should be. To you right. know, to make into for indexation and improve cost of living, all of that sort of stuff. Um, they just, I mean, the owners are pissing and pissing and farting around over like fifteen, twenty million dollars. And this is, I think, it worked out that it was something like if they sell. This was Josh Nelson again saying if they sold something like twenty three extra tickets per player, the that money would be made back. So, yeah, so right, right now, so it's just a big dick swinging competition at the moment um, between people who don't who don't like to lose. So that's why I'm 65. I'm kind of trying to stay on the positive side of the fence, but, but it, there is still a possibility yeah, of it all blowing a, up. Yeah. There's egos and bullshit involved. So yes, yes, um, uh, and so <laughs> I, I won't I won't go into it now. But the one one that I'm interested in in terms of the the new CBA is in the AFL because the, the the men's and women's competition will have a joint CBA for this mm. next coming, which is going to be fascinating because four new teams coming in for next season, I don't know how they're going to do the draft. I think they need to do a complete spill and fill, do mm. like a, an, an IPL-style mega auction. Current existing teams get to keep four players. But it would have to be region-based, wouldn't it? Still region-based, Yeah. Unless they're yep. planning, unless they're planning on uh, telling the, um, unless they're planning on all of a sudden making the thing full time and full professional. Oh, that's part of my that, that's part of my thing is I've got a spreadsheet mm. going so I can work out that um, forty million dollars will instead of the thirteen million that they currently spend mm. will mean that you can have two and a half times the the salary that they get now, which is still not enough, but it starts yeah. to allow people to be full time. And yeah, so well, that's, a, that's a crypto sponsorship, <laughs> and that is a topic we will get into another time, Andrew, because we've run out God. of time. I was going to say, <laughs> I don't, I, let, let's let's stop there. Because oh, I don't even actually, know sorry, what that is. no, there is there is one more thing. Sorry, the time. I'm not talking copy. crypto. No, Stu McLennan, our good friend, um, contacted us from Korea 
wanting to know what the uh, what the appropriate number of captains for a sporting discussion is because during the week the NRL's West Tigers uh, announced a five-man leadership group uh, who would rotate the captaincy. Now, it all makes sense to me. I don't have a problem with it, but all of a sudden, like I said, NRL media, gonna NRL media, and I was like, oh, they don't know what they're doing. It's all, there's a leadership vacuum, and that's why they have to have five captains, even though it's not five captains and all of that sort of thing. So what do you reckon? What's what's the answer for Stu? How many how many people well, do depends. we need to keep to keep us on track? It depends it depends what, what sport we're playing. If, we, if we're just doing podcasts, then I'm happy to, to have either one or two or none. But if, <laughs> if we're playing, yeah, if we were playing football, I, I can I can captain an uh, an Aussie Rules game. If we're playing cricket, I can't captain. I've mm. been captain before, and I am a terrible cricket captain. <laughs> so it, it all depends on what what activity we'll be doing. If mm. it's podcasting, then <laughs> I I think that we are both mature enough to to be co captains. Yeah, or Stu can be captain if he wants to, and we can just we we, we can we can just do what we do anyway because it won't change anything. Actually, that's a good idea, Stu Stu McLennan. We're here where I appoint you captain of a sporting discussion over, and I think he's in Incheon, uh, South Korea. So, please let us know what you want, what you need us to do next, and we'll get cracking on it. <laughs> but we, that we, will do us. We won't. We won't do it. We'll do what we were going to do anyway. We will. What, what do I say at work? I will endeavour to try. <laughs> all right that'll do us for now we will endeavor to try to come back next week because we have been off for a little bit of a break but that's all good uh remember we are on twitter at asd underscore radio or facebook.com slash a sporting discussion there's also a facebook group uh sporting discussion forum you can join and have a chat there's some good stuff in there um which is always good fun Uh, we have our passion project website uh, www.sportingdiscussion.com.au and if you're listening to the audio version we thank you for that as well remember like we said before rate like subscribe share with your friends uh if you, even if you think it's rubbish, share with your friends for a hate listen because we do love hate listens as well as we love love listens. Yeah, that came out of it. Um, that might do us for now. Andrew, we're going to hear you on 7.15am Monday morning on 3RRR Radio in Melbourne. 102.7 on your dial or rrr.org.au and AJ on ABC Central Victoria at about 7.35 on Monday. That's right, 7.35 Monday mornings. That's 91.1 FM if you're in Victoria or you can go to the ABC Listen app and look, search for ABC Central Victoria. It's good fun in the morning show with Fiona Parker. All right, that'll do us. Thanks very much, Andrew. Thanks, everybody. We will talk to you soon. See ya.